know what that means. I hit the button. You hit the button. So you know what that means. No, what's that? That means we're doing the show. We're doing the show. Welcome to it. Now. Hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, I'm Jeff. Ben is here. Hello. Here. Hi. I'm Ben. What's uh, What's up? Uh, what's going on down there? Not much. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to wear headphones now that I don't have a bunch of hair. Yeah, you got here. a haircut. What uh, What happened? What? Uh... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was taking a shower, mm-hmm. and you know when you get longer hair, yeah, you tend to wash it less occasionally. You know that's just a thing of like oh, oh you're not. But and by that do you mean even like get it wet? Uh, I I go I don't I didn't know. So I I didn't know that like not washing your hair was as important as washing your hair sometimes. Right, you yeah. don't want to wash it all the time. There's oils in there. Right, it depends what kind of look you're going for, and 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 just there's a lot of factors. But I was like maybe getting it wet, but not really just getting in there. Yeah, yeah. And I got in there for the first time in a long time, and my allergies have been like really bad lately, and it would just hit me out of nowhere, and no yeah. matter where I was, in the studio, at home, on the bar, just, just, boom, just, just like, it would just seemingly come out of nowhere, and I realized that I just had a like, nest of gross pollens sitting on top of my head, because when I started like rinsing it, yeah. and the water came over my eyes, it okay, felt like yeah. a burning that I have never felt before in my face. I started sneezing wow. in the shower. It was crazy. So I was just like, okay, that's it. Fuck long hair. I was just kind of an experiment to see how long I could go with it. Uh-huh. I've never really had long hair in my life. You know, like in, in your head, though, I mean, how much longer did you want to go with it than where you had know. it? I it, was, was it was just, getting out there. Yeah, it was getting like curled up in the back, which has never happened to me. I, I don't know, man. It was a game of chicken and yeah. that had no winners. No, no, no one. There was, I guess it was like called off on account of allergies. Yeah. In that one. Uh, but I feel great now. I feel lighter. I feel more level-headed. Even wait, keel. Wait, check this right, out. No, okay. Yeah, no. Level, level-headed. Let's see, if you're listening to the podcast, he's got, there's a level in the podcast studio. Okay. It's been here forever. I don't know why it's still there, but like, a, you know, little, little bubble levels that ever, people use your phone. You can use your phone for that now. Oh, shit. Yeah, the phone. What if my phone's not level? Uh, if your phone's not level, then the whole thing's going to be totally effed up. And no one likes that. There's a word humming noise. Is that coming from the level? I heard, hear that. Our office has been experiencing a lot of weird hums. There was a weird high-pitched uh, whine before the, the giant bomb cast this morning that seemed to be coming out of, uh, I, I thought it was the arcade machines, uh, but you correctly pointed out that it was. So uh, we have meeting rooms around the, the, uh, the floor here, all of them named after Star Wars shit because people are bad. Um uh, and uh, I guess they have little screens out front that says what meeting is happening in them at a given time. And if you want to try to book a meeting on the fly, there's a button on it you can push and, and all that sort of stuff. And it one of those seemed to be emitting a high-pitched whine. Is that your your is that? Yeah, that's what Rory was saying, too. He, he went into the conference room to try and avoid the noise, noise uh-huh. excuse me, uh, and heard it there even louder. And deduced that it was coming from those boxes. Weird. I don't know. This is that at that point just sounds like some kind of strange experiment uh, that they're they're doing on us. That's how it starts. They move the salespeople off the floor, and then they, the experiments begin. But hey, what are you going to do? We're here to take your questions and hang out with you for a while. Um, and. We've got a handful of ways for you to get in touch with us. Live, if you want to get in touch with us, it's on Discord. We've got a Discord account you can uh, hook up with and uh, send a question and, and get on get on the line with us. And we've got instructions for that at the top of the chat here if you're watching live. Um, there's also an ask a question button there in the chat you can use to ask us a question. Or if you want to call in after the fact because it's late at night and clearly you're in a car, uh, there's a phone number. Uh, uh, 707 exit flu 707 exit flu exit 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 brexit Bre- no 707 i can name a dozen ways to brexit yeah to 40 ways to cook uh mm. yeah so those are the those are the ways uh you can, you can leave a voicemail when you were you know 
feeling, I don't know, like it seems like the voicemails are like people are feeling a little more loose because they're calling at three in the morning huh. in, yeah. a, in a drive through line somewhere. Yeah. Freaking, uh, what um, else are you going to do? No, that's true. If you're in a drive through line late at night, there's really not much. I, I stare at my phone in a drive through That's usually, that's usually how I do it. Um, let's see. I'll, uh, how about I start off with, um, some questions out of the chat here. Uh, final Dasa asks with no PlayStation event. And despite Xbox's event, do you think E3's allowance of the public has changed these company backed fan events? Will they happen less thanks to E3 public focused events? No, I, th- I think they'll happen. Well, I, I mean, you know, Microsoft practically had its own event part of E3, but it was separate, uh, you know, d- during E3 this year. They, they kind of, it, it had a different feels and a different location off the show floor, but still you could use your badge to get in and all other stuff. So uh, I think uh, you might see more companies try to put events around E3 offsite, whether it's part of E3 or a separate thing like EA does. Um but also, I do think that we'll see more of this. I think, you know, especially these big service. I mean, there's a Warframe uh, convention, you know, like Warframe. I, I think of it. I don't, I don't think of Warframe very fr- frequently. I do like it uh, when I do. Well, I I like it in theory. That like, is the free d- Destiny like in big air quotes MMO. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, it's not really an MMO. I would, I, you know, it's really kind of a four player co-op thing but, but okay. yeah sure i mean neither is destiny yeah. uh so yeah yeah you, you could draw some similarities that you're robot ninjas and you flip out and have weird abilities and and you know all, all that other stuff uh it's a cool game it, it, the control is just a little too loose for for my tastes i think long term but um you know they have their own convention so a lot of like live games that run a sufficient amount of time at some point are like oh we just they just talk directly to their fan base and they keep going with it. So when they announce, you know, like, let's say there's a Warframe 2, which, you know, I don't think they would need to do. But, you know, you would announce it there to your fans. You don't need to go to E3 and do stuff like that, right? I mean, you could go there too. But So I, I think that there are just more reasons to set up your own separate events these days. Especially if you're a platform holder and you can start tapping third parties. Like, that was the big thing about PSX. Was that yeah? Sony had some stuff there, but it was really like a good place to see. You know, it was like I think it really helped the launch of PlayStation VR for them to have one more event to show a lot of these VR games at and and all that other stuff. Um, also, think about how Microsoft's conference uh, at E3 was, had a whole block that was like, "Hey, look at all these developers we bought." Right. Yeah, yeah. And that is like, okay, they're obviously making a similar kind of push. Right. They'll, they've, what are they doing with them? Like, yeah. Maybe we'll find out later. Yeah. That'd be something that you could announce in Mexico City if, you, if yeah. the games were there. Um, yeah. So I, I think that E3 going public just has more people thinking about ways they can go direct to uh, the people um, in, in a variety of ways. And, and so I think that makes sense. I, I'm surprised there's not a. Well, I guess, you know, like they're still experiencing the growth and still going through it. But like how long until there's a big like Fortnite convention? Oh, yeah. There's like, got it. I mean, Minecon. Like Minecon. A couple of years. Yeah. Didn't Minecon just happen? Minecon Earth. It was more of a streaming event, mm. I think, uh, than an actual. But I thought I saw things on the Xbox dashboard about uh, it as it. Yeah. No, September 29th. It was a live stream they did there. So. You know, instead of a, hey, come here and, you know, be at Minecon, it was sit down and watch Minecon, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, it seems like at some point you would do a Fortnite con. What do you, what do you call that? Night con. Mm. Fort con? Night the, con. Fortnite con. For, the f- Fortnite fest. For, Fortnite, Fort fest. Fort fest. Fort, Fort, Fort fest. Fork fest. Fort. Fort Fest, Night Fest, Loot Lake, okay, Fort- and hold it in Lake Superior, okay. Buy Lake Superior, rename it yeah. to Loot Lake. They could, and then go from there. If they just, they should just incorporate the Cards Against Humanity marketing team. Yeah, and just dig a hole. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, take the the geniuses that brought you Hawaii two and a big hole and give them literal infinite money. Yeah, and see what they come up with. 
I don't think they would want to work on a Fortnite convention. No, that's, no of that's course they idea. wouldn't. No, that's, uh, but but hey, um, <clears throat> you got a call? I over do there? have a call lined up. As a matter of fact, All right. right now. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi there. This is Andy in Texas. Hey, Andy. What's on your mind? Uh, well, first of all, the uh, Fortnite convention should take place over the course of several days, be held in the evening, and be called Fortnites. Yeah, okay. Like okay. Hot, like hot August nights, but for forts. I was thinking Dirty Dancing Havana nights. Okay, yeah. Do you think it should last a fortnight? Do you think that you could actually <laughs> have enough Fortnite convention stuff? I mean, hopefully not, but I can see that happening. I mean, they yeah. got the backpack kid for their one their 100-person celebrity tournament. So they could do anything. Yeah, they the world is is their oyster at this point. Uh, what's uh, what's on your mind this week, Andy? So a few weeks ago, uh, before there was the large break of after shows, uh, right towards the end of the podcast, you had mentioned Zork. Well, the week before that, I happened to stop at a used bookstore and found a copy of The Zork Chronicles by George Alec Effinger. This is a novel uh, based on the Zork universe. Oh, okay. Um, I did a little bit of research, and apparently there are six novels. Yeah, that seems right. Excessive. Yeah. Um, but are so is it a choose your own adventure book? No, this is an actual narrative based based in the universe. Oh, weird. Okay. Because there are there are also books based on Zork, which you just reminded me that I had one that was also a choose your own adventure book, a true text adventure. Yeah, I uh, I see. I, I found the Wikipedia page for Zork uh, books. There's a Zork books uh, Wikipedia page. Zork books. Yep, yeah, Zork books. The first four novels were published in uh, 1983 and 84, and I think those might be what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. This one came out in 1990, wow. and another one apparently came out the next year. And is it just like, is it a retelling of Zork, but in a book? It is takes it? place after the events of Zork. After uh, Zork. Yeah, the uh, main character is a like a supernatural guide, and... Uh, the actual the adventurer is a character named miracles <laughs> and with a k miracles oh, okay great yeah. miracles um exactly uh and they over the course of the story they keep mentioning the adventurer and this adventurer uh is of course your character from the zork games yeah they mention Oh, this is where the the Brass Lantern ones actually, once they actually get into the story, they start out by a white house, but the white house is being renovated and turned into a series of condos. Huh. So they, they keep referencing back to the, to the game. Now, the reason I bring this up is that it got me thinking about what other games exist that could really use some books to expand the lore. And please don't say Fortnite. Jokes on you. I was going to say PUBG. Yeah, that's right. Dang, Burn. got me. Yeah. No, uh, thanks for your call, Andy. That's, uh, um, huh. I, you know, like lore in games, like I kind of want to see it in the game. Like that was the thing that Destiny, you know, like th there's a rich Destiny universe, for example, but there are uh, plenty uh, of, of video games that, are, that fall into this category. But, you know, there's a ton of Destiny lore. You could tell a bunch of stories in the Destiny universe that would be just narrative, just like, hey, we're writing a book, hey, we're doing an anime, you know, like, like whatever. But I tend to want to keep it in the games. Mm -hmm. That's... Uh, but there, there is some merit to, like, you know, let's say you tell a really good full-fledged story in the game, mm -hmm. um, but then you have these other characters that didn't necessarily get... Uh, satisfying conclusions just because like you know they're as, they're as a service to provide the main character his path his resolution whatever yeah so I, I think there is definitely merit to like you know this is around the edges these are like what this is what like Cortana was up to and after Halo 2 and just I don't living know, in Master like Chief's that. head uh, chilling no but yeah like the the Lord Shax the crucible guy from yeah. Destiny what's his story what did he do other than before he became a guy who stood there and said, yes, kill 
people for me. Yay. The goal is like to get context, I guess, as more yeah. more and more context. Um, I personally want a Burger Time book just so I can know if Peter Pepper is really little or if those burgers are really big. What if they? What if there was a Burger Time book, but it didn't address it, and it just left it all hanging? You're just like you just had no idea. Then and I want it. I'd be mad. I'd want another Burger Time book. I guess there's a game coming out this week um, that has Peter Pepper in it. What? Hang on. Let me let me look this up. This is um, this is an important development here. There's a okay. Yeah, this is. It looks like it's coming out on Switch. I don't know if it's coming out on all platforms or if it's just Switch. Johnny Turbo. What is that? He's a guy. <laughs> he's he owns. I think he might own the rights to the so Johnny Turbo. Oh, he's like a guy. Yeah, it's he's yeah. His name's John, something brand uh, brand Turbowski. I think it is. Anyway, um, uh, he's affiliated with a company that or runs a company. They're the Tiger Flying Tiger Entertainment. They develop games. And it's using some Data East IP, and there's some screenshots that look like they would—they look like fake screenshots from the back of a box here, and it, it looks like Karate Champ in an arena where there are guns, and it's—it's it's called. It looks like it's called Johnny Turbo's Arcade Heavy Burger. What? Because it's using Data East IP, so it's using Heavy Barrel and Burger Time fonts in it and i like it's got a lot of peter pepper looking dudes and it i I don't know what the fuck this is but it looks like it's like taking a bunch of assets from data east games and throwing them all into one thing and i'm looking at an an arena that looks like a dual joystick shooter battle royale what's happening on a pool table no because look it's it's like it's clearly like old video game graphics stolen and (laughs) and, well not stolen they licensed them but you know like like ripped out of their games and dropped into other stuff like side pocket here, a Data East classic. Here's the dudes from Bad Dudes, this. and then there's a guy on fire from. Um, I guess yeah, that's another guy from Bad Dudes, and I, yeah, I we're gonna need to we're gonna need to get our hands on this because it just looks like it. And I think it's some kind of it, there's the dude from Ninja Gaiden here, or no, that's the Ninja Warriors guy, obviously Data East. I. It, so yeah, I think you're right that like some Peter Pepper lore would be u- useful, especially in times like this where like you want to look at it and go, how did it come to this Peter Pepper? Can you Peter Pepper's cool because I can't name any other dudes whose last name is also their main weapon. Hmm. Last name. And I thought is for at weapon. least like thirty seconds. What about Joey Rocket Launcher from Doom? Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. No. Does he have a rocket launcher? Yeah. Then that checks out. That checks out. I. I don't know what to. Heavy Burger is troubling to me on a lot of levels, <laughs> and uh, I guess that's out in a couple of days. I, I don't. I don't know. Um. This old console asks, since the Nokia N-Gage does not have video out natively, how would one go about streaming those hot N-Gage games? Would you use a Jaguar controller? Hmm. There's no uh, there's no easy way to play N-Gage games unless you have an... Well, there's no easy way to play N-Gage games. <laughs> and there, there never was, some might argue. Um, I had... They sent us something that was supposed to be capture hardware for the N-Gage back when it was new. Because we were like, well, we want to take our own screenshots and video of games that we cover. So, and, But it was like this fucking metal box with like a switch on. It just like none of it. It looked like something that was cobbled together. And then somewhere I have an N-Gage with a ribbon cable sticking out of it. And like they sent it in pieces and it looked like all the pieces were broken. So I spent some time looking at they? it. Nokia. Mm, are you sure? I guess not. Uh, and all of these pieces were supposed to fit together. Does it together. come with like a manifesto about here's what's wrong with technology and this is my final solution? No, looking at that thing, it was clear what was wrong with technology uh, back then. And, and yeah, it was supposed to be a capture kit or a video out unit for the N-Gage. Uh, so you could, you know, do capture and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it, I 
never got it working. Like, no, the pieces didn't seem to fit together in any logical way. And I never bothered to call them up to say, hey, how does this thing work? Because I just did not give a fuck. Um, and so that thing just sat there. Uh, I think. I think I think we gave part of that to Steve. I, yeah, I should check because I think I still have the rest of it. Um. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think the best way to play the, the best way to stream an engage game been thinking about this a little bit for the past few days is really just you have to point a camera at an engage and then hold the engage very still Ugh. no one said it would be fun or easy or worth it <laughs> yeah so wait but doesn't mean it doesn't need to happen um you want to uh hear a voicemail here? i do let's hear a voicemail so this is one that somebody called in to 707 exit flu. exit flu i have to i use the same slider for calls and voicemails yeah. and it gets confusing hey ben and jeff this is caleb from connecticut uh, i've been watching a lot of this guy on youtube who reviews mres everywhere from the late 1800s to current ones it's got me thinking i should buy mres for my lunch at work they seem kind of quick and easy, and they're they're pretty quick fill on calories. And it works out to about $7 a meal if you buy the correct 2018 MRE pack. This seems like a pretty all right idea. My girlfriend hasn't told me I'm insane yet. Uh, advice. Should I go through with this? Thanks. Have a wonderful day. He didn't sound like he meant it there at the end. The wonderful day part? Yeah, I'm not sure that he actually wants well, to he, have a wonderful day. He has a heavy conscience and a heavy mind. He's about to make a very life-altering decision. Yeah. Uh, don't buy MREs to eat for lunch. Do it, buy MREs to eat for lunch. Okay, we'll we'll bounce back with some pros and cons. Go ahead. Uh, fucking who gives a shit? Just go for it. Just I mean, get get it once. You know, how many come in a pack? Is it like 40? Like, you could fucking eat 40 of those things. Whatever. It's fine. Uh... You could also like cook some meals and then package them yourself, and they're going to be cheaper and fresher, better tasting. That sounds like something that takes work. And if you wanted to do work to feed yourself, you wouldn't have come to this fucking place in the first place. <laughs> You've already crossed the Rubicon. You're already fucking thrown in the towel on preparing food for yourself. So okay, here's here's a scenario. I'm going to walk you through a scenario. You're Dave, business guy. That's me, Dave, you're, business guy. At your service. You're the you're part of a marketing team. We're on the team. Uh, we're getting and a lot done over here. We're sharing around the room. Karen was like, "Oh, it's all you know. This meeting's going long. Let's uh, just have our lunch and power through it." And so, like, two people go, and one person breaks out a sandwich. Another person has a salad, and then you pull open this military grade wrapped product that is you're like oh hold on i have to go microwave this spaghetti and chicken or whatever it is nothing about that sentence is weird though it's, like it's people, in military wrapping okay, that the, that's the part that might get you some looks but no one has to know you don't pull it out near them you pull it out near where the food is prepped and you microwave it discreetly or open it up at home and bring it in in pieces so no one thinks you're a fucking nut job no you're just the guy who's secretly unloading yeah. and preparing mres in the office but like there's nothing weird about microwaving food at work they provide the microwave they know you're gonna do it so if they say hey we're gonna power through lunch and then everyone else just pulls out already prepped food like i would feel like a dick in that situation if i had food that needed to be microwaved period like even if i had brought in like oh i brought in some leftover spaghetti from home or whatever and now i need to heat it up now i need to bring a hot smell into this meeting room like that's fucked up regardless of if, if it's an mre or not like if i came in with fucking hot pockets they'd be bummed out yeah that's true <laughs> everyone's bummed out with hot pockets I had some. They're too good. I had some microwavable enchiladas from Trader Joe's, and I felt even that was closing in on like, what are yeah, you doing? No, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. Those are you know what I like uh, out, of, out of the Trader Joe's. What's that? Is the the black bean and cheese burrito? Yeah, yep. yep. That's uh, yeah. As far as that type of food coming out of that place, those are good. They don't like they. You know, you get them. You got maybe like four days to eat them, so you can't get like twenty of them. No, they're not like MREs. They're not something that's a definite positive investment. <sighs> just, just make, just learn how to make very simple meals and 
bring those. Like that's probably the same like long term solution here is to just like actually prepare food that is okay for you to eat. Also, uh, I've heard the seven dollar one. Like I've heard that the expensive ones are good, but they're not cost efficient. Like the, if you want a good one, it's going to cost you like eighteen dollars a meal. What? That can't be right. Well, I mean, the military subsidizes it. And yeah, yeah. They probably pay a thousand dollars per meal. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so maybe the seven dollar MRE is no good. Maybe so. Maybe instead, get a lot of cans of Spaghettios. Yeah, with meatballs. Hell yeah! And just eat that for lunch every day with a bag of chips, <laughs> like a Doritos. Yeah, I had Doritos with my enchiladas. Fucking a! There you go. <laughs> they got rid of ice. They got rid of the... Doritos ice? The no, white ones? They got rid of... The fucking soda machine doesn't have my favorite low-calorie beverage anymore. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah. Huh, what does it have? What do they replace More it with? More Cokes. More Cokes. Yeah, well... Blame the people around you for that one, I guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, Durman six six seven says Vulcan Raven's first name is the same as his weapon, the Vulcan machine gun. Yeah, it's first name. We're we're specifically talking last names, so what the hell? Yeah, no, that's a good. One. Sniper Wolf also. Yep. Yep. Sniper Wolf. Decoy Octopus. There you go. That's. I mean, his main weapon was his ability to be a his ability to look die like really else. fast. Yeah. I was really sad that Metal Gear Solid 5 wasn't, like, him getting the crew because I wanted to know more about, like, Decoy Octopus and Sniper Wolf and all them. I feel like they were so cool and we just didn't really get a lot from them. I don't know. I mean, you you could just do a a Sniper Wolf game, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe that's the way to go. Well, I mean, we're never getting another Metal Gear thing. Do you think... Yeah. You think that there's never going to be another thing called Metal Gear? I think there will be, like, I think Snake will show up and shit. Mm-hmm. I think that Snake the character will live on, but as far as proper metal, unless Konami makes a dramatic shift and they're like, we're getting really back into games again, everybody. I don't think they're going to do anything with it. Other what, than licensing. What if they sell it? Like collections? No, I mean, sell Metal Gear to someone else. Oh. Hmm. I could see them doing that, but who... I, th- I think if you extend the timeline out far enough, eventually someone says, fuck it, we're making a Metal Gear game. S- Sony buys Metal Gear. Mm, maybe not Sony. Puts Kojima back but, on it. But Sure. I could I could see that nightmare scenario <laughs> coming to light somewhere. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that would be a hell. That would, that's literally Hideo Kojima's hell. Is like someone like that he's like roped back into Metal Gear. Yeah. Like, sorry, dude, you tried and you made the weird baby game. So <laughs> you we, made the stork game. You yeah, can't make anything else. We, we had to go out and spend even more money to go buy your old shit because <laughs> apparently one doesn't work without the other. And now we're going. Yeah, who knows. Uh, a doggo asks any thoughts on the Carter five that got announced while we were doing the show last week that Lil Wayne was releasing yeah. the long awaited Carter five it out. It came out on Friday. I've never listened to Carter three. That's the one people like, right? I don't know. <laughs> Four, I don't know. Lil Wayne's bad. The Carter five underscores that even more. So I was just like, boy, I, I think I made it through three tracks start to finish the rest of them i got you know like into a point where i was like i don't want to hear any more of this and skip to the next track 23 tracks on that motherfucker jesus That's, well yeah i mean it, it, took, been, yeah, it, took, it took like nine thousand years to come out so. i got a question a hip-hop related question okay i was listening to some wu-tang on the way to the train with my All partner right. yes and i posed the question when the wu-tang clan gets together who do you think brings the best snacks uh raekwon is classically the chef Oh, so yeah. I might say that he would have the kind of like the highest quality. I, I baked this. Like everyone yeah. else bought some stuff. Yeah. Of very. Raekwon's like, I got this big ZD. Yeah. I made it for y'all. I'm making big ZD tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. I like a good big ZD. What do you, what do you, what do you, you, you got a spin on it or you just kind of like. a lot of quiet? cheese. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. Great. Um, um, we got somebody on the line. Speaking okay. Speaking of yeah. ch- cheese. 
great. No, no. I, I love cheese. I love phone calls. No, that was bad. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, hello, uh, this is David from uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Hi, David. What's uh, what's going on? What is on your mind? Hey, so uh, you often bring up that VR is being used in other things, such as the medical industry. And uh, so I'm actually a grad student who's involved in medical simulations. So I went to a conference in the past couple months, yeah. and I saw a bunch of the VR and AR stuff so i thought i could maybe tell you guys some about that yeah so what's it being used in my in my mind it's like it's the way cameras kind of came to some medicine to let people just run weird thin tubes inside of people instead of cutting them all the way open but times 10 or something how is it actually being used it is primarily simulations so yeah currently it's mostly in the training process okay so um for example uh like they'll do just for basic patient interactions. So like I got to put on a Vive and I walked in and it was like a, you're in the patient's room and you can ask some basic questions to the patient and get some responses. Um, but currently it's mostly like text. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you kind of like, you're supposed to like view how they are like changing. <laughs> hmm. um, and then I actually think the more promising stuff is in the AR uh, field though. Yeah. Um, the, the coolest thing I might have saw was you had like a full body mannequin. So it looks like a person and you look at, and you put on the Microsoft HoloLens and it's like you get the uh, Mortal Kombat x-ray vision. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and so I was like, oh, I waved my hand up and the body kind of like all the bones came out. Whoa. And yeah. And then like there's a heartbeat and you like look at the heart and then you can lean in and you get like a cross section view of the heart. Oh, OK. Yeah. It, it was fascinating. So that and um, the other really neat thing is it seems to be like a lot of former game developers seem to be the people getting involved with this. They, uh, just, they know where the money is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So like uh, the one talk I was in uh, was being led by a former developer of Skate 2. And it took everything <laughs> my power to ask, like, you know, is this involved with Skate 4 at all? <laughs> yeah, did, plenty of breaking bones in, in Skate games. So they, they know the medical field quite well. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, there's also other wild things they were doing. Like you have, uh, they were taking, what is it, the Samsung Galaxy headsets? Yeah. Uh, the, and they, yep. they, yeah, they somehow were able to link multiple of these things up. And then they made custom Bluetooth controllers. So it was like me and another person in a room, mm-hmm. all interacting with a patient at the same time. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And there's another thing. One other big thing was the, uh, I, I'm trying to think if this is called the, Leap, uh, leap motion or something like this. Yep. It was basically an attachment. Yeah, that goes on the front of the headset mm-hmm. and lets you use your fingers. It's like, it's like finger tracking. Yeah. Yeah, and that was really cool because one of the big challenges we have with this is, um, so in full VR, uh, if you're if you're trying to practice a medical procedure, you obviously need to feel it, especially if you're like a surgeon. Right. Um, yeah. So that so these uh, this finger tracking, I think, is pretty promising as well as the like I, said, I think that's why the AR also might be more useful is because you are still in the real world and you can have an actual physical interaction um, that you can't get in VR. Yeah, the leap motion was is weird because it was originally it wasn't originally designed for VR. It was supposed to like sit on your desk and then you could kind of play games and do UI things just in front of a monitor. And then someone mm-hmm. at some point realized, like, oh, if I bolt this to the front of a headset, it's actually cool. Um, and and so, yeah, I, I wonder if that'll lead to, like, someone developing something proper for that sort of stuff. Because it's kind of a, it's like a hacky, weird thing that, that people kind of latch onto early in VR for, like, games and stuff. But you don't really hear much about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it's real cool. Um, but... Like that's a lot of what I saw was it, it's pretty early, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if, if it's in hospitals, it's mostly in uh, programs that probably have like an, asso- an associated university. Yeah. So that, did, what do you think? I mean, you know, like AR, like those that kind of overlay stuff, not necessarily like, hey, look at some bones and a heart. But like if you're suddenly like if you've got real vitals and, and would that be useful, do you think, to a doctor in surgery of like, hey, if I can always see the patient's vitals or or whatever data like numbers that I would normally have to look over here to get is, is having that in, in a doctor's like peripheral vision that way. Would that, would that be a benefit you think? So I'm not totally sure. Like I, I'm more like, I'm actually more on the engineering side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my guess is off the top of my head, there's a lot of people in that OR. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's screens all around you. Like it's actually really fascinating. It's some of the more high end ORs, like everything is there in your face all around you. 
yeah. to begin with. So I don't necessarily know how much of an advantage to have it right there in your vision at all times, because if something is going to go wrong, some bell is going to go off or somebody there is probably going to see it. Right. Like someone's um, staring but, at the, at the vital wrong, sc- like the know? screen and going like, hey, we're cra- hey, do a thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I, I'm, sh- I'm sure they will. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's looking into that, though. I just I don't have anything to back that up right now. Cool, awesome. Well, that's uh, that's fascinating. I you should uh, track that guy down and ask him about Skate Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. All right, thanks yeah, for your call. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, VR's got a lot of applications for sure. Yeah, I mean, like you said with the the camera stuff, I recently had to get a model of my foot done. And every year, as a kid, I would do it quite often for like orthotics and stuff. They'd yeah. have to wrap me in a cast and then like saw it off and use the mold and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now it's straight up just hold your foot out and I put this camera on this iPad. And if I rotate it around your foot, like I can literally get a an model. iPad, yeah. like not even a. No, like literally an Apple iPad and with a special little camera on it. Oh, huh. I wonder if like now with the. Because the newer phones, I guess it's only front-facing, so maybe it wouldn't work. But, like, you know, you've got depth cameras yeah. on these phones now. So I wonder if they wouldn't even need a camera attachment <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Just an app or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty nuts. Sometimes that stuff works out pretty cool. The Connect makes it possible. <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, yeah. like, like, yeah, kind of. Like, not great for games, but certainly, like, the Connect was one of those other things that just, like showed up in weird industrial applications here and there the only place i've ever played a connect was at the old office when you guys had set it up when it first came out because it was the only place where there was space in oh, san right. francisco yeah yeah the only place you and could. i needed like extra space because i needed to be further back than than oh, normal right. yeah. because i was too tall to fit in the normal I, think I, I was too tall to fit in like their their standard range also mm. uh yeah i was kind of played fruit ninja Hey, it wasn't it wasn't awful. Yeah, no, that's it's not awful. I felt yeah. like the American Vandal season two kid. Well, you can't really ask for, for <laughs> too much more than that, I guess. Um let's see here. What do I got? Uh Fungo Bungaloid asks, have you seen this NES maker shit? It's a it's a GUI, a graphical user interface for making NES games in their original assembly code. And you can import Famitracker music tracks too. I want to make an NES cart. So yeah, it's like someone's trying to make a like a interface to make making eight bit Nintendo games easier. Like instead of just necessarily like coding in raw assembly, it's kind of a more of a an interface, an engine for building NES games, which is a really fucking wild concept. Uh I haven't really dug too deep into it. I've I've heard of it. Uh and seen people, seen people, seen smarter people than me getting excited about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the the stuff I've heard people saying about it, it it might it seems like it might still be a little bit beyond me. Huh. Uh, it might not be like a full on like hey drag and drop video game thing. But maybe it'll get there. Maybe that's where they're heading. I, I haven't checked in on it in a little while. Um, uh, Ash Bash says I went to the Warner Brothers Studio tour in London which uh, shows Harry Potter sets last week, and they had connects there to just have crappy mocap onto CG characters. So yeah, there you go. The connect, it's everywhere. Everyone loves connect. Everyone loves connect. Everyone loves it. It's all over the place. Uh, Footmunch asks, will there, will there be a Metal Gear Solid 4 remaster at some point? Uh, it seems like it kind of has to eventually happen, right? You know, that yeah. came, that came built for the PS3, which is a tricky, you know, which can be a tricky game. You know, it's a separate engine, like not not a common engine that's multi-platform out of the gate, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. You, you would have thought that would have happened. I remember liking that game quite a bit. Yeah, it's fun. Um, you got anything over there for me? Sure. How about a voicemail? Let's do it. For Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. the game. Uh, hi Jeff. Hi Ben. Some weird bug. Uh, with I've been these hearing voice a lot of, like disdain for Dante's Inferno, the game. Uh, you know, I I don't get it. it. It was like actually pretty well designed, like at least from a you know 
graphics, uh, graphics, but you know, like art design standpoint, they got some real, really heavy hitters who are actually pretty good to, uh, you know, bring in like this, uh, Wayne Barlow guy and this other guy, Keith Thompson. Um, they did some awesome work. And yeah, I mean, it was kind of derivative of like God of War, one of those other action type games, I guess. But, you know, it was a novel story and they actually kind of took a risk and adapted it to something, you know, a, a classic piece of literature. And, you know, hey, it made me want to read the whole fucking book, which is pretty good. Um, so I don't know, like, I just, A, I don't get the hate. I, I don't understand it. Um, Whatever, I guess maybe it's just a personal taste thing. And then B, have you ever played something and it, you, you like were interested in pursuing kind of the background or the, the inspiration for it or whatever? And I'm not talking about like Halo and all the books about the suit that gives them, uh, you know, like jerks them off or whatever, because that's weird and that's, you know, gross. And con- uh, but, like, you know, actual stuff that, you know, it's like, they oh. tried to deny it now, I think. Hey, Castlevania. I'll never be able to. Wow, vampires. That's neat. I'm going to read Dracula now because, you know, why, why not? Uh, I don't know. Have you ever done something like that? You ever do something like that? Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Um, is probably the... I don't think I'd seen the movie Scarface until that Scarface game came out, and I felt that I had to see Scarface because I was reviewing the Scarface game yeah and i don't think i watched the whole movie <laughs> there's gotta be some i'm not thinking of but i've definitely like a lot of movie games i played and then went back and watched the movie yeah because i wasn't really it's easier to rent a shitty movie game than rent a movie as a kid or it was more appealing yeah yeah uh enter the matrix yeah you know then saw the second matrix movie um yeah. What about Dante's Inferno? Dante's Inferno, I remember just feeling, I, you know, I, I don't know that I played a bunch of it myself, but I think the rap on that game was that it was just super derivative of those other kind of character action-y sort of games uh, and that there were some weird difficulty spikes throughout. I remember there being like certain sequences that were just fucked. Isn't that one and, of the first Breaking Brad's? I don't think so. I remember sitting on a I remember some look site content game. around that game. Yeah. Oh, that, you know what? Yeah. I think we may have done another video of trying to finish it or something yeah. like that. I forgot the the specifics are. Um but yeah. Yeah. Um Let's see. Neo Hellbeast says, has Fortnite actually changed the face of multiplayer games? Every season, there are significant changes to mechanics of the game along with the map. Do you think this will lead to dev teams being more mobile and drastically changing their game? Uh, I think it will lead to people being ambitious about that stuff, but they are not making the same kind of money or have the same size studio as Epic. Right. I mean, you could, it's like a chicken and egg thing. Like, did they make the money because they were so nimble in changing a thing or did they... Or the opposite of that. It certainly uh, helped. I remember early on, they like really early on before it blew up, blew up. They were really active on their Reddit. You know, they were like really yeah. responsive to. I propos- I mean, I guess you could say like them doing battle royale at all is like a pretty nimble thing for them to yeah. try to capitalize on in the first place. So maybe just out of the gate, they were thinking that way. And it's not you know balance patches for multiplayer games isn't. Like, and mechanics reworks aren't new. Overwatch has been doing it. I, I mean, Dota's been doing it for fucking ever, right? But, uh, but I think the scale at which Epic does it is something that's interesting because they'll yeah. just, like, decimate of city. And, like, for a game that has, like, these 10, 12, whatever areas that people yeah. know, like, the back of their hand, like, serious Fortnite players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big change i think about it the same well not the same but like that stuff about hey we're making dramatic modifications to the map it almost seems like it's in the same boat as the way splatoon spits out maps on the hour 
where it's like, oh, hey, if you, you know, you might get really good at this map, and then in an hour, it's two different maps. I don't know. There's something, something about that just kind of seems like similar to me in a weird way. Um, maybe it's because Fortnite is kind of colorful in the same way Splatoon is or something. I don't know. But um, I, re- I refuse to take this person's call. Um, but I want to read this question. Okay. With the reveal of girl Terry Bogart and Bowsette Phenomenon sweeping the nation, what other b- gender-swapped characters would you like to see? Personally, I'd pitch a girl version of Bubsy called Boobsy. <sighs> you want to hear a voicemail? Yeah. So I was just cleaning up my continue watching on the website and um, I had to hop to the end of your guys' Bombcast episode with uh, the guys from 8-4. I saw that it was uh, sponsored by Schick. And could we start using the term that's Schick? Um, it could be in reference to something being clean, smooth, sharp. Uh, edgy, you know, as a as a adjective sort of deal. Um, it also might help get some uh, advertising back from Schick. So, I don't know. I think that idea is pretty Schick. I wasn't sold until he said that. This until guy, I heard it in context. Does this guy work for them and are you taking money from him? That's uh, my two-part question. Part A, no. Part B, yes. Oh, weird. It's not how I would have thought. If if one, then two. But no, we have a side thing worked out. Smart, chic. We have a pretty chic deal going on. See, hearing it in context, I really like it. I wish it wasn't a brand thing. I wish it was just a new word because yeah. you know I don't want the advertisers to win unless they're paying us a bunch of money. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm trying to think like other examples of brands <laughs> that just got used that way. Like to mean something else? I guess Xerox. Venmo. Venmo me that shit on PayPal. Uh, Xerox. Like, hey, yeah. Xerox that for me. Just to, to find like, as a, a thing. As an adjective, like as a just slang word, I yeah. can't really think of. That shit is fuck. I don't know. The shit hits the fan. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it, it's, is that. If you tried to sell it to me as a combination of it's the shit. And it's sick combined into one thing for a whole new generation. Yeah. Hey, you're looking sick today. Thank you. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, but, but I don't because it's a brand. <laughs> it's the only thing holding it back. Uh, and then Durman 67 says it's too close to chic, which maybe you just start saying like, oh, it's very chic. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Yeah. Let's bring that back. I've been watching a lot of mad men and I've been finding myself saying like, Groove, not groovy. That's the 70s. I'm trying. I literally started the story and can't think of an example. But a lot of 60s terminology like slips into my brain. Like, like hey, you hippie, slang. get a goddamn job. Stuff like that, or yeah. All right. Um. Let's see what else we got here. Uh. And Disnet asks, "Did you switch over to PC for Destiny 2? Uh, I don't know. I haven't played Destiny 2 in about a week, and my PC character is well behind my PS4 character. I did end up getting the DLC stuff for PC, so I, I did start chipping away at it, but uh, then I just I got busy and no. But uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I would. If I were to go back to it, I'd probably go back to the PC version. Um... Farkas asks, uh, says, the Tony Hawk series has me thinking, what, what, would, uh, what would stop a developer from integrating Spotify into their game and just making playlists? Uh, yeah, nothing. I mean, you know, that, that's, well, the part where, you know, you would then be requiring people to be Spotify members to really listen to your stuff. Or you would be taking the extreme step of basically putting audio ads into a game by having everyone sign up to be free Spotify members, which would be pretty fucked up. So don't say that out loud too many more times or you're going to ruin video games again. 
Um, but that's the, the idea I had was uh, uh, for Forza, which did have integration last time around with Groove Music, which was Microsoft's uh, streaming music service. Um, my idea was, so like in Forza Horizon 4, the soundtracks are censored like a motherfucker. Oh. Like there's a line in Rapper's Delight where he says, no, that's bull. And they censor the word bull. They censor the word pimp. They uh, censor Rapper's Delight. Yeah. The word bull gets censored. Not bullshit. Sure. I mean, that's what he's, you know. Yeah. Um, but he censored himself. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, and and the word pimp. He gets could have meant bull, times, which, bull poop yeah. or bull hunky. Yeah, bull, bull face. Um, and and I was like, man, because so what if to get around the idea of um having to put a, a descriptor on your box for like, hey, there's explicit lyrics in this game. Um, what if the way around it was, hey, we've built Spotify integration in just to listen to these songs that we've chosen. And they could be uncensored if you, you know, you'll hear the censored versions unless you connect your Spotify account to it. Mm. And then you can opt in to hear the explicit versions. Like I, that. Can uh, I somehow opt in to hear kids bop versions? That's a separate toggle. Uh, but I don't see why not. Honestly. In fact, I'd probably prefer it. Uh, <laughs> if, if Can I hit both switches at the same time or like flip it halfway to get explicit kids bop versions? Yeah. Okay. Is that? What do you think is on the most recent Kids Bop? Um, I feel like I went down this rabbit hole and didn't recognize half the stuff that was on it. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, what are they up to? I'm on the Kids Bop website. Yeah, me too. Kids Bop Halloween hits. Okay. Right, I clicked on a Kids Bop shop available now. Yeah, Kids I clicked... Bop 38. Meet I... Meet Cooper. What? I just, I still, I just always, He's one of the kids, I just envision the kids, bop kids being kept in cages when they're not singing. Uh, and it doesn't even have a track listing on the website. Uh, kids, bop 38 has the middle. Yeah. All right. The middle finesse, whatever it takes friends meant to be, let me go near to no tears left to cry. Wolves. Like, like Kanye, like, wait, we get seven seconds <laughs> <laughs> uh I, i'm doing a parody kids oh. poop whoa that's also counts as editorial yeah <laughs> uh content around the the so we get another seven seconds. yeah um uh dr m to the j asked did they also censor the phrase super sperm in rapper's delight i think they're playing a shortened version of the song that doesn't even get into that verse at all do they censor the part where the food ain't no good <laughs> no that part's in there okay. and they say kaopectate the brand <laughs> is not censored uh which I, if you okay if you want to say that's kaopectate uh that is a as a phrase to you know instead of too many syllables or whatever but like you know, like if something is like okay, like KO, like it's KO Peck. It's, it's a, that's a real knockout. Like a, it's such a big knockout. That's a KO. That's KO Pectate, dog. Like it's just okay. Like, yeah. How about that? All right. No, that's okay. It's not chic. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Um. But yeah, I, I thought it would be cool if games integrated that sort of playlist stuff directly. Because obviously, like games and, and even system level stuff uh, has like integration with streaming services, and, and the 360 had support for MP3. Or the original Xbox had that stuff, but uh, it was always a little different sort of thing there. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Kidsbop just it's a like I'm clicking on the parents button on Kidsbop here. Parents. Kidsbot believes there's a little pop star in every kid. Kidsbot records kid-friendly versions of today's biggest pop music sung hits sung by kids for kids. Over the past 17 years, Kidsbot has created the number one music brand for kids, selling more than 17 million albums. Since 2001, families have welcomed Kidsbot into their homes and cars, making Kidsbot a fun and safe part of their daily lives. Kidsbot is proud to be a part of Kids Music Firsts. For millions of kids each year, Kidsbot is their first introduction to pop music. 
And for tens of thousands of kids, the Kids Bop Kids Live Tour is their first concert experience. We do not beat the kids. It's smart of them to come right out yeah, and say it like it's, that. They it's, uh, yeah. cover themselves really well with yeah. that one. Um, but that doesn't say they don't keep them in ca- cages. I don't... Man, I... 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 I, mm, I, I did not expect the Kids Bop website to get into, like... Who are the kids bop kids? Oh, you gotta. I don't, I always like, I'm, I just envision them as these completely faceless, literally kept in cages, fed gruel. Well, they, I mean, they are. Maybe you'll get a singing career when you, when you age out of this, but probably not. You're saying Menudo too. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is though, like they are completely disposable, but that doesn't mean you can't for marketing reasons have, you know, cause like what if one of them blows up and becomes the next Zane? Yeah. Because uh, he, he was a kids bop kid, right? Like there were, there are a couple of cases of kids bop kids actually doing yeah, something. There are, yeah. It's uh, the new Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, you take that back. The Mickey Mouse Club meant something. God damn it! I don't know. Cooper, fourteen years old from Kentucky. Do you think is Cooper gonna make it out alive? Who can say? What's the craziest thing that ever happened to Cooper? One time a bat flew into his house. What? It was a wild scene. His mom and younger brother were screaming while his dad and older brothers were trying to catch it. His dad was yelling, "Shut up!" Give me my gun. His family was happy that they eventually caught the bat, but Cooper was happier that he caught the whole chase on camera. Where the fuck is my gun, Deborah? No link. It says right here that Cooper caught it on camera. I'm clicking on on camera. I'm clicking on every sentence in this. I accidentally opened the web inspector, and now I'm looking at the code, and there are no links at all. Stop singing and find my pistol. Favorite singers, Selena Gomez, Bruno Mars, 21 Pilots, and Sarah Barrialis. I can never pronounce her name. Bar- Barrialis. Barrialis. That's, that's what I was going to say. I guess I did have it right this whole time. When I was 18, we went to Lake Tahoe, me and some friends, to mm-hmm. stay at my friend's dad's uh, nice little place. And there was a squirrel on the back porch. And we were like, hey, look, there's a squirrel. And his dad ran up to the room, grabbed a gun, and ran out and said, watch this. I'm going to get this son of a bitch. And proceeded to miss several shots at shooting at a squirrel. Good. Great. <laughs> Terrific. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got any more, uh, you got any more vo- uh, calls or voicemails? You wanna, we do one more voicemail here. Let's do one here. more voicemail and then we'll, we'll send it on home. Uh, it's weird. I have to like restart them after a hit play. Hey, Giant Bomb. Uh, this is Ben from New Jersey. I'm a little drunk right now, but I just got a notification on my phone about Game Maker's Toolkit, which is one of my favorite game YouTube channels uh, that really uh, goes deep into certain game mechanics and systems. And I was wondering if you guys had any YouTube uh, people that you enjoyed, not necessarily the... Um, influencers but maybe analysts anyway peace guys you got any uh any accounts out there other than youtube.com slash giant bomb or uh, the real giant bomb did we ever change it, we did change it okay. it's uh well it's it's still the real giant bomb in the long urls but i think let me try what do, if i go to i think if i just go to youtube.com slash giant bomb Does that work? Yeah, that works. Great. Yeah. Go there. Subscribe. Yeah. Just ring that bell to get notification. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Goes the bell because you sign up for the notifications for all the hot stuff. Uh, was it? Uh, uh, Silver uh, Sil- 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 Gunner. Silver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Uh, I remember. It's the highest of- quality rips available <laughs> anywhere on the internet. And <laughs> that's what I like. I'm a big fan of TierZoo. He's a relatively new channel. He's about a year old. Mm. Um, just hit a million subscribers, so congrats to them. But he does like fun. It's like, what if he, I hate fun? What if the Earth was a video game and like you know, just like talking about animals, like cat tier list, and talking about breaking stuff down, breaking down biology into a fun way that's like talking about video games. But it's not like I don't know. It doesn't ever get like cringy or too over the top. You can tell it's like a guy who's really nerdy about biology and video games and is clever about combining the two check them out hmm yeah i don't know uh 
you have any like old, maybe like, um, like not necessarily games, but like tech or kind of like. No, I I didn't use YouTube as like a recurring like I, I I didn't ever subscribe to any YouTube channels until probably like the last two or three years. Uh, and then I started like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to see what it's like to use YouTube because I was just mostly curious, like, what the fuck? How do people use YouTube? And so I went through and subscribed to some channels and I never watch any of it. So I don't know. I still just like I get a link to a YouTube video and I watch it. And then that's usually about it. Um but I don't know. I, uh, there's um, some people that eat on the internet. I watched some of that. There's a, like I said last week, there was a lady that made forty eggs. Uh, that was making like five egg omelets, or I guess she was scrambling the eggs, but putting a bunch of different stuff with them. And she she plowed through forty fucking eggs. It was just, it was intense. So yeah, I don't know. We watched some of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the, the for me the YouTube holes are dark and weird and streaky. Like I get way into a thing and and watch a like some so it's like stuff that I don't even want like it's stuff that I kind of can't like selfishly I can't talk about because if more people watch it it will ruin the thing. Cuz these are videos that are getting like view counts in the dozens and like if they blow up it just ruins it 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 ruins the channel. And so I don't want to see that happen. I've seen it happen. There was a girl that was eating on the internet that got all big. Uh, and like the whole vibe changed in a way that just destroyed it. You can't even watch it anymore. It's terrible. Before it was dumb. Before you're watching it going like, oh my God, this is the fucking worst. But um, then it got bad in a different way and it just wasn't fun anymore. I guess that's how I use YouTube. I don't know. I don't, what the fuck am I even subscribed to on on YouTube? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. Like nothing of nothing of note. Um. Um. If you like Overwatch, check out Jane J A Y N E. He's a coach and analyst. I really like. He's got a good voice. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like most of the YouTube channels I'm subscribed to don't update like the goldie looking chains official youtube channel i don't think that's updated much lately I and mean, one one non-gaming one that hasn't updated since 2011 uh rr cherry pie it, i realize now that it was like asmr before asmr but he's just cooks little he cooks tiny little meals just like you know like, like tiny like what hamsters would eat but he's like full on and he has very good sounding they're very good microphones, so it picks up all the sounds very well. Huh. I watched a YouTube channel. Yeah. I went over to my friend's house, and it's this guy who makes all these different knives. Okay. And he made a knife out of jello, and he made a knife out of smoke. And what? Yeah. He's like a Japanese guy that makes weird knives, and then he like ranks their sharpness. He doesn't talk at all during them, it's just the process. And then at the end, there's like a chart of, and he like tries to, to cut open different things with the knives he makes. How do you make out of smoke? A knife out of smoke. He so he like I I called this bullshit too, um, but my friend was adamant that it was acceptable. So if you like light a fire and hold a bowl over the top of the fire, you get some like solid particles that you can scrape off. That's the smoke because smoke is technically a solid. Okay, yeah. And so you get like a little bit of residue that you just can scrape off into What was a in thing. the bowl? It was just It was just an empty bowl like catching the 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 smoke that the came, smoke out, that of came the, okay. out of the fire. Okay. And then oh, he like got a bunch oh, of that oh. and then combined it with one other thing to like form it. But then he has these like, you know, contraptions that he uses to make knives. It's contraptions cool that he uses <laughs> to make knives. It was like it was one of those things where it's like very super clearly Japanese, even though I don't think there was any evidence. I was just like, A, it's an obsession over knives, which I feel like it, it can be multicultural, but the way he was into it was a way that you can tell it's like coming from somewhere that doesn't like have a lot of gun violence or other things, you know, how like like hobbyist yeah. culture in Japan is right. so distorted just yeah. because it's like so isolated. Mm-hmm. Is fascinating. I wish I could remember the name of it, but if you Google like "dude makes a knife out of Jello," I'm sure you could find it. Jello knives. 
It was like sharp. You cut something. I mean, are you adding stuff to the? No, this was just jello. just jello. And you'd still cut something. Let's see what he cut. I'm gonna see what he cuts at the end of this. Oh, the titles are in Japanese. Okay. Um, he uses those little, you know, those little jellies with like the fruit in the middle. Yeah, he uses those. So is the fruit the sharp part? The whole thing is the a knife. I don't. Here it is. He cuts a paper. He cuts a cucumber, and then he puts it in a pan and melts it. Cuts a cucumber, but a cu- it might be like it's probably a pretty soft cucumber, right? I don't know. It looks it looks like a real knife. All right. <laughs> Maybe we need to get. Uh, do Do you feel like these are te- are techniques that we could duplicate, or do we just not have the contraptions Ooh, needed to make knives? We might not have the contraptions, but I don't think that can dial stop us necessarily. Maybe we should start making knives. We should definitely start making knives. All right. Well, let's go look into that and see if we can get into knife making the old-fashioned way. Vaping knives. (laughs) Ben, I think that's going to wrap it up here. For us. Here. In the studio. Ice on the fringe, it's so, so frosty. The people like, hey, the guy on the marquee. Oh, man. So you can't, this doesn't, I've spent time investigating kids bop while in the car in traffic. Like I've, I've been places you can never go. Because you don't have the fucking stomach for it. Me and Grungy wear it, man. I am stunning and flushing and saving my money. I am super happy.